Monday. Lord Chodesh Adar Shani Tafshin Ayin Dalit. Coming to you live, absolutely live, from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. with a remake of his classic Ya'alev Yavo here on the Israel Show. Welcome one and all. Chodesh Tov, Chodesh Adar, Marbim B'Simcha. Thank you for joining us here on the Israel Show. We are live as we are every Monday immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel, and around the world, anytime, any place you're listening via the internet, podcasts, or any one of the multiple ways in which you can join us. Um, of course, you can interact with us live during the show via our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, where we post during the show links to things we speak about and links to YouTube videos of the song, many of the songs that we play. Today we have a um, touchy, sensitive, and difficult subject. We're going to speak about the uh, situation in Israel regarding the drafting or non-drafting of the yeshiva students uh, in the Haredi world. Yesterday there was a very large demonstration in Yerushalayim. Approximately four to 500,000 people gathered from the Haredi world to demonstrate against the proposed law. There is a tremendous amount of misinformation and disinformation about this pending legislation regarding drafting of the Haredim. will dispel many of the myths. We will put some, uh, give you some thoughts on the demonstration that took place yesterday in Yerushalayim and we'll continue to do so over the coming weeks as it is a very complex, complicated and sensitive topic. Um, we will also uh, speak briefly about APAC. They are holding their annual convention in Washington right now as we speak, an amazing display of pro-Israel activity and um, some other news as time permits. In the meantime, we're back to the music. Here is Poogie 
with Yo-Ya off of the live Poogie Last concert performance album. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
ניסיתי לשתף אותך בכיף, ולא ידעתי איך. זה תופס אותי בבטן, מתגבר והולך, לרגע לא דואך. אני יודע, כשאת נפגעת זה כל כך כואב, ולא שוכח, למרות הכל אני אותך אוהב. ואני שם. שתאמין לי שאני מאושר, מה שהוא בתוכי נשאר, מזכיר לי שעוד לא נגמר. ואני שם, שתאמין לי שאני מאושר, מה שהוא בתוכי נשאר, מזכיר לי שעוד לא קפצו החברים לבקר, ישבנו בחצר. אני מביט בתמונתך ומחפש מענה, כי משהו חסר. אני שומע את כולם אומרים לי להלוות. אני יודע, אני אמצא דרך לנסות. שתאמין לי שאני מאושר, מה שהוא בתוכי נשאר, מזכיר לי שעוד לא Shlomi Shabbat with Va'ani Shar here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, a very difficult subject to talk about is the controversy currently playing out in the state of Israel regarding the draft law. Let's call it that in the meantime. And the subject is, of course... the drafting of the Haredi population, the Haredi sector in Israel. It's a very deep divide in the Jewish people, and a very sensitive issue. And um, we're going to try here in a series of um, segments, starting today and hopefully continuing over the next week or two, to first of all analyze what it is that is going on to... bring out the facts, because unfortunately there is so much mis- and disinformation out there. There are so many myths that people believe, in part because the um, newspapers, the media on both sides are, are – let's just say that they are not necessarily sharing the full story with the public, and each one – on each side is trying to paint a picture that disregards the other side's situation and many of the facts. There are two separate issues at play, and this is a very key point to make. There are two issues. Issue number one, 
does the Haredi world participate in the physical defense of the people of Israel in Eretz Israel, carrying the responsibility together with their secular and religious Zionist brethren? That is issue number one. How does that play out, the role of the Haredi world? Issue number two, which is a separate issue yet, in a moment we'll see what the connection is. Issue number two is how does the Haredi population get into the workforce? And why aren't they in the mainstream workforce at this point? And here's the connection. Until now, for the past 65 years, Haredim, or anyone, I shouldn't say anyone, but mainly these were Haredim, anyone who declared at the age of 18, Torah to umanuto, that the study of Torah is his profession, was not exempt from the army, but was allowed to defer his army service. As long as Torah to umanuto, study of Torah was his profession, the Department of Defense would defer his army service. And so, most, almost all of the Haredi population in Israel would declare Torah to Manuto, and a large percentage actually did that. They sat in yeshiva and studied. Some more, some less, some better, some not so great, and then there was, on the uh, outskirts, groups within the Haredi community that just would declare it, but not necessarily sit in yeshiva. But it was part of the social framework. Now, if you're declaring that the Torah, the study of Torah is your profession, then you can't have any other profession before fulfilling your obligation to the defense forces. Okay, remember, it was not an exemption, it's a deferment. Your service is deferred, so as long as you haven't served, you can't really go to work. And so this created two situations, and that's why I say there are two issues at play. Situation number one, the masses of the Haredi world are not participating in the national service and carrying together with their brethren the burden of the security of the state of Israel. And number two, they are stuck, if you will, they are stuck in a situation where they can't really go out to work. Which explains the difference between the Haredi world in America, both the Hasidic and Litvish world in the United States, young men and women, many, young men I should say, excuse me, young men, many sit in yeshiva, many go to work, especially in the Hasidic world. And in the Litvish world, many go to uh, college at night, get a profession, you have today many Litvish boys from the yeshiva world who are accountants, who are lawyers, who are working in computers. That can happen in America because there is no army barrier. But in Israel that couldn't happen. And so the Haredi world was stuck more and more where the poverty, the lack of finances, because there was no real ability to go out into the workforce, and surely not into the mainstream workforce, the Haredi population found itself in a tighter and tighter situation. I believe, against what most of the rhetoric is, I believe that the intent, the real intent of this law is less about draft an army and more about opening up this barrier to reset the system in a way that will allow young Haredi men to enter the workforce. Now here are some myths about the law that you probably are not aware of and I will uh, go through them and, you know, and try and explain as much as we can. Myth number one is that the law will draft all Haredi yeshiva students. Not true. Myth number two, the Haredi leadership 
thinks this is a terrible thing and is tremendously against it. Not true. Off the record, Haredi leadership, the political leadership, even some of the rabbinical leadership, will admit that from a practical perspective, this law is not bad for the Torah world. In fact, most of them want it to pass. Brings us to myth number three. This law is not law yet. It has not come to the Knesset, to the parliament, which is the lawmaking body in Israel. It's a proposal which will be brought to the Knesset. There will be negotiations, and even then, things will change. Now, let's understand the details of the law and why I say that it will not draft all Haredi Shiva students. For the next five years, this proposed law, for the next five years, not one Haredi Yeshiva student is to be drafted. This is in the law proposal. Not only that, 30,000 that are within the age group of the draft are totally exempt, not deferred from army service, exempted from army service and can do whatever they want tomorrow. They can stay in yeshiva or they can go to work officially. Within the next five years, what will happen? Well, for one thing, there will be a change of government. There definitely will be a change of government, and the chances are that the new coalition that will come in within the next five years will change the law, and that will be the end of it. But, for the next five years, there is a blanket exemption. Now, what happens after five years? After five years, the proposed law sets a quota. A number of people that the army defines as Haredim who need to either serve in the army or some other form of national service. Listen carefully. They do not have to serve in the army. They can be serving in national service, whether it's in hospitals or in outlying communities as teachers or, or in any form of public service that will be deemed okay. That's a huge, huge difference. Now, the numbers aren't that great because according to the army today, officially today, right now, there are 3,500 Haredim serving in the Israel Defense Force or in some other form of national service. The form of service in many cases for some is the Nachal Haredi, and other forms, there's a program in the Air Force and so forth. All this, quite frankly, all this is, is Yisrael bluff, as they say in Israel. It's fiction. We'll get to that probably next week. Why I say that the Nachal Haredi is a myth regarding the drafting of Haredi yeshiva boys. Now, Here's several outs that are built into the law. The quota that will be set for how many Haredim, above the 3,500 that are already now serving in the army, that quota is not part of the law. That quota will be set by the government. And so the government can easily be pressured politically to change the number and lower it. Major out number two that's built into the law. The draft age of the general public in Israel is 18 years old. This law sets the draft age for Haredim at 22, by which time many Haredim are married with kids, and then they're not really, they don't really need to serve, even based on the law and the army's rules. So, in short, this disaster, this quote-unquote gzerot shmad, is not, quite frankly, a disaster at all. What ticks off the Haredi public, I believe, the main point is that in the law it is written that if they don't abide by this law and they don't reach the quota none of which will ever happen. It will never reach this point. But it's in the law. It's on the books. 
it will be treated as a criminal offense. And having that on the books in the state of Israel is something which ticks off, upsets, insults the Haredi world and the Haredi leadership. I understand that. But it is all part of the game. This law is being set out in a way where the Haredim were not going to serve in the army and surely not in the same way that the secular and religious Zionist public do. And to save face, there have to be certain things in the law that give the secular majority something to hold on to and say, you see, we have such a law. Much more to be said. We'll continue next week. I want to talk briefly about yesterday's demonstration. One of the things that um, I found interesting is that it was okay. I, I remember when I was in high school, I went to a Haredi high school in Flatbush. When I was in high school and Russian Jewry was a big issue and there were huge demonstrations, we were not allowed to go to the demonstrations. We were told it's Bittel Torah. Yet yesterday it did not seem to be a problem to shut down the yeshivas and to bring 400,000 people, mainly young people, to Yerushalayim. Why was that okay? Well, if I understand it correctly, the Rosh Yeshiva, the leading rabbis of the Haredi community say, this is a war on Torah, and therefore we must go out and protest. Well, if for this war, quote-unquote, it's okay to be Mivatal Torah, why is it that for a war in which our enemies attacked attempt to kill millions of Jews. There it's not okay to be Vatal Torah. There it's it's important to learn Torah according to the Haredi world because that is what really protects the people of Israel. It's not the army. It's them learning Torah. Well, then they should have redoubled their efforts yesterday and learned Torah. And that would obviously be the best weapon against the war, in the war that they have against this law. One of the things that I found interesting, the sign, many of the signs that were held up, and much of the Haredi media keeps calling these Gzerot Shmad. Anyone with even a modicum of historic understanding realizes how insane it is to call this a Gzerot Shmad. What's a Gzerot Shmad? When the Romans occupied the land of Israel after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, they wanted to put an end to the Jewish people. They decreed that there will be no Shmirat Shabbat, no learning of Torah, no Brit Milah, no Mitzvot. That's Gzerat Shmad. And the Jewish people, at the threat of death, carried out the Mitzvot of the Torah, kept Shabbat and Milah and so forth. This can be called Xerat Shmad? We gotta tone down the rhetoric. And another point I found interesting yesterday, how halacha and politics meet, mix and meet sometimes. Most observers believe that there were between four and five hundred thousand people yesterday at the demonstration. There is a bracha, and this came up at the funeral of Rav Avad Yosef, a bracha that can only be said, Chacham Arazim, can only be said when you see 600,000 Jews in Eretz Yisrael. We have a rule that safek brachot l'hakel. That if there's a safek in any which way about making a bracha, you don't make it so as not to carry out God's name in vain, not to carry God's name in vain. And yet... Very interesting, unless these reports were wrong, it was reported yesterday that the leaders of this kinus, of this demonstration, the rabbinic leaders told everyone that they should make this bracha and make it together. Meaning that even though it clearly wasn't, was a suffix, it clearly was questionable, whether there really were 600,000, nobody had a definitive answer to that. Yet, in order to make the statement, look how many people there were, look how many people we are, look how strong we are, it was okay to say 
make this bracha, even though halachically it probably wasn't the right thing to do. Some thoughts on the demonstration, on the law, on the misinformation. We'll have more next week on the Israel Show. Stay tuned, and we invite you to comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Comment as you like. We'll try and deal with your comments, answer them on the Facebook page or on the air next week. We're going to go to Tomer Chatuka with Shar. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Wanga, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your day, wherever you are around the world. Posted a link to that song on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. We thank you so much for participating via the Facebook page, and we encourage you to encourage others to click like at the top of the page. Like the page, and this way you will get the updates and you help the show by upping the number of likes. We're at 203, and we thank 
The most recent likers, Aaron and Chevy, Robert, Mike, and Esther, thank you so much for participating and making the Israel Show part of your Facebook experience. Well, many of you know that JM in the AM is uh, starting its second week of the annual fundraiser. It is the uh, pretty much the only major fundraising effort made by JM in the AM, the show that is the, the home base of the Nahum Siegel Network, without a doubt. And... Um, say a few words about it and encourage you to go to jmintheam.org if you haven't done so yet, and so many have, but if you haven't done so yet, please do so. Go to jmintheam.org and pledge your support for another year of great Jewish radio, internet, streaming, internet podcasts, and so much more. I mentioned last week when I was uh, over at JM in the AM, and this will be in lieu of a Meir Milim segment, that the word Kedem really can mean in, in the Tanakh two things that are seemingly opposite. It could mean forward, as in Kadima, Arzor Kedem, things that are in front of you. But it also could mean back, back in history, you may Kedem. Kadmoniot, Shanim Kadmoniot, days of yore. That's interesting that the same word means forward and backward. But the truth is that in our tradition, looking forward, you always need to be rooted in your past. Whatever the future is, it needs to drink, if you will, from the well of the past, from our deep well of Jewish history and of Jewish survival, the people of Israel and everything that they carry with them. And the Pasuk, Chadesh Yamenu Kekedem, is very interesting in that it doesn't use the word Hashev Yamenu Kekedem, bring back the days as they used to be. But Chadesh, Chadesh from the word Chadash, new, innovative. The days should be renewed. Meaning, we ask for a better future, but they, the future can't just be a copy of what the past was. It has to be innovative. We have to rejuvenate. And what Nachum Siegel has done with Jame in the AM over the past 30 one years is take the traditions of Judaism, the beauty of Torah, the beauty of Yahadus, and innovated and rejuvenated it, brought it to new media, Chadesh. He made the new holy, as Rav Chuk said, Hachadash Yit Kadesh Vahakadosh Yit Chadesh. Nachum created on the radio, on the air, Makom Kadosh, a holy place. And then went on to live listening to the show on the internet. And then a 24-6 stream where the show was showcased and Jewish music was showcased. And then the Nachum Siegel Network, which brings you this show and so many others, Jewish content throughout the week and podcasting it. It's an amazing progress, amazing uh, set of technological breakthroughs, if you will, that have been brought in the service of Judaism and the most beautiful ways. You will never hear on James the Adam criticism of any type You won't hear one group against another. You won't hear anything about infighting. Only positive. Something that usually doesn't work in radio, and yet Nachum Siegel has made it work. Because it is rooted in the beauty of Judaism. So I ask you to help him and help us, but mainly him, continue in this Avodat HaKodesh, in this holy work, by donating 
to JM in the AM by giving part of your Meister money to this most important stucco, a stucco of stuckot, a charity that helps other charities, that promotes Judaism in its most beautiful way. So please go online to jmintheam.org. We'll also post a link directly to a pledge page on our Facebook page so that you can pledge. Please do so. This is the last week of the marathon, and then it's back to daily, three hours of uninterrupted Jewish radio for the next 50 weeks. We promised on our Facebook page that we will debut a song, and we spoke about how surreal it was that a new song is being released by an artist who passed away. Three songs were recorded by Eric Einstein, who passed away in November. Three songs were recorded before his death and are being released slowly, posthumously. Uh, the first, called Adam Bechadro, very eerie, actually speaks about a man looking at death. And so here it is. Eric Einstein, debuting here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network. ראית אדם בחדרו מול ראי שהסכין ממראות לו שמעת תוקי ירקרק משוחח עם פרח ורות שרוי לו הפרח בכוס שבוי התוקי בדמיון הזמן את הפרח ירמוס ואת חברו יחמוס איכון התוקי איכון Ikon hatuki, ikon. Lu ra'ita adam bechadro, Mul ra'i she'izkin mimar'o. Lu shamat hatuki yerak-rak, Mesokhe'ach הזמן את הפרח ירמוס, ואת חברו יחמוס. היכון הדוקי היכון, הדלת פתאום תיפתח, וייכנס הגורל, מי יותר מצב בבגדום, אם יפה ואם מגורל. הסף יתייצב כנושם, ישאל מבבה היא תשכון, ואת שנות החיים והשם, ייכון בן אדם ייכון. This is Israel. The Jewish state is in a dangerous neighborhood and under constant threat from rockets, terrorists, and those seeking its destruction. 
Israel relies on its ally America in order to confront all challenges it faces. And the best way to guarantee that the United States continues to stand by Israel is through bipartisan support in Congress. That is where APAC comes in. APAC is focused exclusively on strengthening the U.S.-Israel relationship. Because Israel's security is too important to risk only working with one party or the other, we work with both parties to ensure Democrats and Republicans come together to keep Israel safe. APAC members nationwide, which include Americans of all ages, faiths, and races, build personal ties with senators and representatives to ensure that we are effective in strengthening America and Israel. We influence American policy, not by rating or endorsing candidates, but by educating them. This ensures that no matter which party is in power, there is consensus that Israel's security is an American priority that both Democrats and Republicans support. You can make a difference. Talk to an APAC staff member or visit our website to learn more about how you can help keep Israel safe, strong, and secure. Wanted to share that with you as APAC has its annual convention in Washington, D.C. right now as we speak. And you can watch the uh, proceedings, many of the speeches live as well as uh, on demand, if you will at their website, aipac.org, posted a link on our website, as well as a link to the uh, pledge page for the Jamie Dam 2014 Marathon. Uh, we're going to end this edition of The Israel Show with Udi Davidi and Doror Yikra. But before we do that, we're going to thank our sponsors, Nefesh Benefesh, great, amazing organization that... Um, have made Aliyah into an in thing. It's now in to make Aliyah with Nefesh Benefesh. They uh, provide tremendous support for people who are interested in making Aliyah, resources, both before, during, and once they're in Israel. Next week, Sunday, March the 9th, there will be an Aliyah mega event in New York, and there are mega events around the United States that bring to the potential olim a lot of information about every aspect of Aliyah. So you should check out, if you're interested, or even if you're just thinking about Aliyah, and who should not be thinking about Aliyah, take a look at their website and see when the mega event in your area is. www.nbn.org.il And um, we at the Israel Show, are very, very proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. We thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Tech Talk with Aryeh Lightstone is live immediately following this show. And after that, stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network for a great Music Monday mix. I'll be at Jam in the AM uh, tomorrow and Thursday, helping out with the uh, marathon, and Friday, of course, helping out with the marathon. Please pledge. Uh, you can do so in honor of the Israel Show if you feel like doing that as well. But either way, pledge and support great Jewish radio, Internet content around the world, around the year. Until next Monday, following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're running in a different race.
צוחם כמו ואבק, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. ירוקה לבנימבת, ואם צוחם כמו ואבק, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. ברוח פורה, בתוך בצרה, וכף אפל, אשר גברה, לתוך שעריים באף פברה, שמקום לי ביום אקרא, שמקום לי ביום אקרא. ירוקה לבנים בת, ואם צורכם כמו בבת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. ירוקה לבנים בת, ואם צורכם כמו בבת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. אלוקים תן, במי בהר, הדס שיטה, בראש נדהר. ולמה סרבן לניזר, שלא ניתן כמי נהר, שלא ניתן כמי נהר. ברוריקה לבנים בת, ואם צורכם כמו ובת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. דרוריקה לבנים בת, ואם צורכם כמו ובת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. הדוח כמי אל קנה, במות לבב, ובגינם, ונחיפה ומלנה, ושוננו Thank you. 